0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen. And today I am chatting about why I stopped drinking alcohol. All right. So to say I'm like a little nervous to record this and just share is like an understatement. Um, this is a pretty intense, I guess, topic, intense podcast episode more. So for me, like just the ringing out of where I was and where I am today. And I really hope that this episode maybe touches some of you who might see yourself in a similar situation with alcohol and, um, yeah. So let's kind of dive in, I guess. Um, for me, I, I mean, I, started drinking when I was in college. It's not like I was someone who drank a ton, um, in high school. Like that didn't happen until I graduated and I went to a couple parties and that was it. So I don't have this long tortured relationship. I would say with alcohol, um, even in college, my senior year, I lived alone and I really stopped going to parties and didn't drink a ton. And I was a three sport athlete. So there just wasn't room for a ton of drinking. Cause you're always in competition or in a sport. So really mine kind of started in maybe 2019. So 2020 really hit, which I think it probably hit a lot of us. Um, And a lot of it, I think 2020 was that year of just inner turmoil and mixed with the external world. And it was just a time of reckoning for so many of us. And it spilled out into different areas and into different manners in our lives, And for myself, I was already going down a slippery slope, looking back in hindsight in 2019. So in 2019, I was really wanting to have another baby and it just wasn't happening. And being in the wellness field, I've felt like a failure. I'm like, man, this is what I work with people. And it's just not happening for me. Um, I really felt kind of conflicted, I guess. I felt like I was letting myself down and like, oh, I'm not that great of a practitioner and just in my feels. So I started to drink a little more to cope with some of those intense feelings. And that longing, you know, longing for something I didn't have and really wanted, and, you know, felt like the clock is ticking. And then as time moved on, 2020 obviously happened. And March of 2020 is just when everything came to a halt. And for me, I paused thinking about a baby because we just didn't know what was going on with the world. It was just a big unknown. And so it further brought me down this, like, man, I feel like a failure. And now I don't know if I'm ever going to get the thing that I wanted was, you know, another child. So at the same time, instead of stopping drinking or trying to do different things, and I have tools, you know, at this point I was a 200 hour yoga teacher and I was an Ayurvedic practitioner and I completed all of my programming at that point. But I didn't use my tools. I I used alcohol as the tool. That was how I filled my cup up. That's how I dealt with the turmoil. And it started out innocently, you know, just on Friday, Saturday nights. But it quickly turned into like a Thursday through Sunday. Then almost a drink or two or three a night, every single night. And it just became a vicious habit for almost two years. And I wanted to break it. I just couldn't. You know, I signed up for a 500-hour yoga teacher training, thinking that that was going to be the thing that kicked me off of that habit. And it definitely slowed me down. You know, it slowed me down, but I still couldn't give up wine on most nights. I would write in my journal every new moon. My intention was not to drink that next lunar cycle. And it never stuck. Every month I would go back and I would look at what were my intentions? Did I make them? And I didn't over and over with the drinking. And so it was just kind of this torture almost. And I would write poetry and I would write, um, I'm going to share a couple. Cause those are really raw. I will share those towards the end because it really shows kind of the cracked openness, how I was feeling and how broken I had felt. And, and so the writings that I would do in my journal and I've kept them and I've kind of looked back. Cause I know. Um, they are important in the healing and me reading them and even as I picked which two, because I have many, which two I wanted to include today. They were ones that I, I, I know kind of like rip my heart out. Like, I'm like, wow, that that's me. And it feels like it was a lifetime ago. And it really, it wasn't that long ago. And this was a pain that I really had trouble, ex- you know, escaping. I didn't want to tell people that I wanted another baby because I didn't want to feel like a failure if it didn't happen. You know, I told two people at yoga teacher training and that was it. Uh, my husband knew and um, he didn't really know how to stop the drinking either. You know, it it became a problem in our relationship. I would pick fights when I was drinking and um, like, that was not great either. He did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy that. So for me, that was kind of the, the, the something has to give what's going to give. I don't know. I've tried so many things and at that point it had become not only habitual, but it was also the way I was relieving my stress. It was also something that you know, it is an addictive substance. And at that point I feel like I was falling down that slope and I I really didn't want to have um, an addiction issue with it. I didn't want to have to need it. Uh, And so I first tried an app and I did an app where you could, And I don't remember what it was called, but if you just even Google, you know, um, sobriety apps or stopping drinking apps. And it was one where you could just cross out every day that you were sober. And so for me, that's where I started. Like I, I went down the app route and I would cross out. And that was good because I like to keep chains. Like if anyone's ever done like a calendar where you cross things out every day that you've done your morning routine or whatever it is, like that felt good. So that worked for a little while. Uh, Maybe a couple of weeks I could string together and then it would kind of fall apart because I'd be like, oh, it's a Saturday. Like, I deserve this. But then every time I would drink on a Saturday, it became like, nope, I really want this again. And so then I had trouble kicking it again. So that Saturday ended up being a Sunday and then a Monday and a Tuesday. And there it goes, right down the same old rabbit hole that I was down. So I then invested in some um, non alcoholic options. So, Curious Elixirs was a brand that I tried and, um, I would swap out instead of having wine. Let me have a curious elixir. And I would put it in my glass, in my wine glass to make it seem like that worked. And honestly, for me, this actually really worked having that substitute because I found that I was really craving that ritual at night of enjoying a nice beverage after I was putting my son down to bed. And so that curious elixir did the trick. I didn't necessarily need to feel the effects of the wine. So that really opened the door for me to be like, okay, I think I can, I think I can slowly kick this. Um, and I would recommend, I actually did recommend this in some of my coaching programs. Um, back in the day I had people, especially 2020, 2021, people were looking for this. How are you staying sober? You know, how are you stopping to drink? And I had mentioned this brand and that was one that has been a, a favorite for many. So how the heck did I actually do it? Well, at the start of 2022, I decided something needed to change. I wasn't going to drink at home any longer. That was my goal. If I was going to drink, it was going to be at a restaurant or with my girlfriends at one of their houses. That was going to be my goal. So I couldn't even make it into January before I folded. I realized then that I have, okay, I have a serious problem. I couldn't make it 10 days without needing wine. So in March of 2023, I decided it was time to cut it out completely and take the steps to heal my body and my hormones. If I was serious about having a baby, because mind you, at this point, I'm 38. I hired my friend who has been on the podcast, Krista King. I took the hormone test to reveal that I had high estrogen, which will cause a problem if you're trying to get pregnant and guess what raises your estrogen alcohol. I had already guessed my estrogen was high, and seeing that on a test really confirmed it. And for me, that really struck a chord because I was like, yeah, I'm I'm now seeing it in my hormones. What I'm doing every night is showing up in my lab results. This is not great. So I got on some supplements that she had recommended and then cut out alcohol for about 76 days. I went to a business trip in LA and I thought long and hard before I decided to have a glass of wine. We were out with... Jill Coleman and Shantae's um, Cofields mastermind, the legacy mastermind. And I, the, the gal Lisa, who I was with, she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yes, I've paused. I've thought about this. And it ended up being fine. Like I did not fall down a slippery slope after this because I had a nice long break. I came home. I had a few glasses here and there, but nothing crazy. And then I got pregnant. And so for me, that was the biggest thing was, you know, pregnancy, obviously no drinking. So June 8th was the last time in 2022 that I, that I had anything to drink. And I really, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a twofold situation. It was just like, yes, this is what I've been longing for, you know, having a baby. And I'm also like, yeah, I'm kicking alcohol to the curb. So postpartum, it was really a decision. Like, do I want to, do I want to drink again? Like, what do, what do I want to do here? So for myself, the first um, event I went to was a a family event, and I remember my father in law had asked if I wanted to drink, and I said no, and um, I said I don't plan on you know drinking again. And he had asked why, and I you know kind of just said like it's really killed me, mind, body, soul. Like I'm not connected to a higher power when I drink. I really lose myself when I drink. So that was the biggest like okay, I admitted it, and I am going to be trying to do this postpartum period, completely sober, which again, marketing, I suppose, you know, they have all of the things geared at you like mommy juice and you need wine to survive and all of those things, which is totally not true. And it also makes things worse. You know, my son has not been the greatest sleeper. So why would I want to further interrupt my sleep by having wine almost every night? That was just not something that I was willing to, to throw into my life as well. And myself personally, now I've been to two weddings, a gala and an anniversary party, and they're all family events. And they, you'd think maybe you'd be persuaded to drink. Of course, everyone there was drinking. I did not. And I had asked, do you have a mocktail? Not one of those events had any mocktails, which I feel like is a disservice. So I just sipped on water, you know? And so if you're someone who needs that drink, like I needed those curious elixirs, like that might be something just to have in the back of your head of like, okay, what's my plan there? If there is no fun mocktail, um, do you, can you survive on just water? You know, and if, if the answer is no, make sure you have something that you brought yourself. Um, I personally had water or I had some coffee because at the, you know, one of them was my brother's wedding and it's going to be a long night and I need to stay awake. And so I had some coffee, same thing at the anniversary party. They had coffee and at the gala actually. So all of them had coffee. And so I would just have a cup. It didn't affect my sleep because again, not sleeping the greatest after my little one. So that's how I've kind of made some of those situations um, work. And I know that um, in Amanda Kuda's episode that I interviewed her, she had just written a book all about sobriety. So if you want to you know, go back and listen to her episode, which was you know, probably about a month ago now on the podcast, um, she gave some great responses and answers for how to deal with this as well as written in her book because it's something that she did. And again, we're, we're coming from people who might not have had like a super, super serious problem. Although I feel like for me, it was definitely going that way. Um, I will just read to you a couple of the things that I have written from a journal. This, they both are from November in 2021. This one I called the bottle The bottle brings me so much joy, I pour a glass and feel myself melt away. Gone are my troubles. Gone are my inhibitions. Gone is me. I slowly unravel from a tough day, which turns into a daily habit. Monday, open the bottle to relax. Tuesday, time to unwind. Wednesday, let's get through the weekend. I'm fine, though. This is normal. Everyone does it. I slowly unravel my life. It becomes a mess. My relationships clinging. My mothering suffering. My health tanking. Gone are my troubles. Gone is my life. The bottle brought me so much joy though. The next one that I have from November 2021 was called Raw. The silence and loneliness loneliness are like tidal waves knocking me down just when i pull myself up i get pushed back down take a step towards the sunlight i reach my hand for anyone who will take it a stranger pulls me up i'm so overwhelmed with emotions i feel nothing i've broken into a thousand pieces and feel like i'm a puzzle waiting to be put back together again so many pieces broken And the picture I once thought was the goal is gone. The pieces are scattered and in need of a tender heart, self-compassion and love to be put back together. It starts one piece at a time. I look up at the stranger that pulled me from the ocean just to see my own reflection staring back at me through the moonlight on the water's edge. So yeah, those were some of my my writings. And I just want to kind of, I guess wrap it up. So I don't I don't have any intentions to drink again. When I stopped, I didn't say it was going to be forever. It was just something I wasn't going to partake in right now. You know, now that I'm about a year and a half sober, I I don't see myself drinking again. You know, I danced at those weddings, I danced at those events, I socialized with no issues. I wake up, I don't have hangovers anymore. And, you know, again, when people ask me why I tell them the truth, that it was killing me, mind, body, and soul. I lose my connection with the higher power. And really after, you know, typing in those entries from my journal, it just hits on a new level of how broken I was. And it that does not make me want to touch alcohol again. I don't want to go back down that slippery slope. So I want to leave the podcast with resources. If you're struggling with alcohol abuse, or, you know, maybe you can see yourself in parts of my story and you're afraid to reach out and get help. I know I was, it was scary. Um, and it can be embarrassing and it's, it's something that's often shameful. And especially if you're a female and you, on the outside, you're like, yeah, you have everything together and you just drink, um, you know, like a normal in quotations, normal moms, um, but it's not, it's not normal. Some of the resources quit like a woman. I read that book. Uh, I also read Jessica Simpson's book. And if you are someone who struggles with alcohol, I really, I really appreciated her being so open and honest in her book. And so that would be a read. I would also recommend both of those books really helped propel me to sobriety. I will say Jessica's actually really hit a note with me, in just reading what she was doing and how she was putting in wine before she would go to school events right away in the morning and just her just blackoutness. I mean, she just constantly have alcohol in her glass. I was not, I was not at that point. Um, and that's where I could see myself though sliding there. Like I was like, yeah, I had, I remember before I let a moon circle, I had a glass of wine or two. Cause I was like, it's Saturday night there's no way. And I, I could feel it. Like the energy was wonky all circle because I had wine before I led this circle. And so it started trickling in where to me, it sh- that should not be something that I was doing. And so not at that time, not before I needed to work and hold space. So if you see yourself in any of those, or maybe you're like, yeah, I've done that. Or I felt that those were some of the books that really helped me. Um, Ready for recovery is a website to check out. I am sober, and then if you really, if you just go into Google and just type in like alcohol abuse or do I have a problem with alcohol? Usually, if you're typing that in, you already kind of know the answer is yes. I will say I looked up that many times and took the quizzes, and often it was a yes. I have some problems, Um, and I know alcohol anonymous is one that that's always out there. For me, I didn't feel like in quotations, I was that bad. And I didn't know if it was going to help me. Would I have done well there? Who knows? I don't know. I didn't try it for myself. Um, Honestly, I don't know if I wouldn't have become pregnant. Like, could I have kept sober? Like, I don't don't know is the answer. I really don't know. That was my path that really helped me Um, on top of reading these books. That's how I strung together those 76 days And I probably should have just continued and just not drank from there. And I would have been okay. I would not have went back to it if I would have continued um, and not gotten pregnant. I think I shouldn't have drank when I was in LA and I would have, I would have been okay. So for me, that's what, that's my driving force um, to not go back. And yeah, my life has changed completely. I feel so much better. I feel um, more in my body and I, I wake up and. You know, it's me, it's not like hung over me and making poor decisions or, um, making poor food choices or just not really being energetically aligned. So yeah, that, this is probably one of the more vulnerable episodes that I have, um, released. If this helps you in any way, feel free to, um, share with me on social media at seasonal Andrea on Instagram, or send me an email which is just my name, Andrea at Uh, I would love, love to hear from you. And if maybe you're in the place like I was where you're like, yeah, I need help, but I'm a little embarrassed to tell someone in my life or that's kind of your starting point. You just need to admit it, maybe even it to yourself by admitting it to someone else. I am, I am listening ears. Like if you need to just send an email or send me a DM and have that be where you start, I am okay with that but again, there's always resources. Um, and I can kind of connect you with resources. If that's something that you're in need of as well, I am by no means an expert. I just wanted to share my story, but I do know it is hard. It is hard when you're starting and it is hard to admit that. And even doing this episode now, it's hard to admit how much of a problem I had. And, you know, it's always, I guess it's always something that you're kind of aware of. Um, and it's kind of always in the back of your head, so you're just like, uh, for me, it's something that I don't have to to think about, and it's not something that I crave. But in the beginning, yeah, that's a hard place to be in. So, I I feel you. All right, I hope it helped. And again, I'm a listening ear if you if you need one. Thank you all so much, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.